What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life. You must live label free. I'm super excited. I have a very, very cool, dynamic guest joining us today. He's joining us all the way from Paris, France. It was a little bit later in the day there for him. He has done so many incredible things. Um, an author, he's considered called the sensorial guy. Please wake, welcome David Brower. David, thank you for joining us today. I did not highlight a lot of stuff because I want you to introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here, uh, Deanna, on the podcast. Oh, it's really great. Yay. Gosh, a little bit about myself. I'll just be brief. I'm getting old. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We're getting better, right? Yeah, lots of experiences. So I'm an American in Paris, and I have been for now 30 years. Uh, I grew up in the Los Angeles area, and at some point uh, when I was doing um, political science studies at UCLA and took the LSAT and failed horribly, uh, I was getting the message that I wasn't heading down the right path, and I needed to kind of escape and try and find myself, try and um, do something. Uh, And so I got on a plane with a one-way ticket and came to Paris, France and thought I was gonna maybe stay for a year and a half and here I am 30 years later. (laughs) So so we spent a lot of time in the entertainment business, about 20 years uh, working for the likes of Disney and IMAX um, at international roles in film distribution and marketing, these types of things. And loved that period in my life up until about, gosh, maybe eight, nine years ago when I actually uh, jumped and decided uh, I was gonna try and do something a little bit more personal a little bit more meaningful for myself and to let outside to me uh, that hadn't, I guess, really seen the uh, light that I wanted them to see and to be able to kind of focus a little bit more on those attributes of myself and get some kind of a sense of purpose and (laughs) self-actualization along the way uh, there. So, so yeah, I started looking into the um, entrepreneurship, uh, um, speaking, coaching, uh, world and I've done several things in that uh, domain and even started my own live event, uh, which is called Sensorial Experience Day, which is actually bringing people together around uh, performing arts uh, and culinary experiences. It's a very uh, presence-inducing um, connection with self and other um, abundance experience. Um, a lot about consciousness and um, jubilance and joy. It's very, very pleasurable uh, kind of thing. And in the meantime, I wrote a, a book a couple of years ago called Dance, not a couple of years ago, what am I saying? At the beginning of this year, actually I wrote it the first time a little bit before, beautiful illustrations called Dance and Love Caterpillars. Um, I wrote it because a couple of years ago, I lost my beloved wife of 27 years. And this was part of my healing was to actually write this story and release it and to share with the world, you know, that whatever happens in our life and lots of serendipitous things happen, good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. And the question is, are we going to be resilient and rise up and face that uh, and work through that and come back to trust and love life again and be reengaged and, you know, continue on with life because that's what we're really really here for. So, so yeah, today I do lots of coaching around pleasure. I just started a 
a Facebook uh, live series that has conversations around pleasure also. Um, larger than just sort of pleasure for pleasure's sake, it's more pleasure with purpose, yeah. pleasure with performance, pleasure in the different aspects of our life um, with a sensorial, spiritual take uh, and pragmatic kind of kind of take. So yeah, briefly, or maybe that wasn't too brief. <laughs> No, I mean, but so I have a lot of questions to, to on, off of all of that. But I, so for me, all <laughs> many, many people that I've talked to, what you do is very different than anyone that I've talked to. Um, your focus on like, like the senses and that pleasure, the you know, just experiencing that pleasure and abundance. Mm-hmm. I, I've talked to all, many, many coaches, many, many, many coaches. I've probably done about 200 interviews in the last couple of wow. years. And it, extremely, I mean, a lot more in the last, I don't know, eight months. So, I, I mean, I've been really full force talking to a lot of people, which I'm blessed. So many people want to talk to me. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but out of all the people I've talked to, you you offer something completely different. Your focus is very different. And so do, can you talk about like what brought you to being more about the senses and pleasure and abundance, like why you wanted to focus more on, on those attributes than, than other, other forms of coaching, I guess. Well, I, I, I guess I like pleasure. <laughs> does it? I know I do. Um, <laughs> but, or I should say, and uh, I want my pleasure to be purposeful. I want my pleasure to be performant for my life. And so sort of the magic triumvirate is how do I live a pleasurable life in the first instance that is purposeful and this leads to performance in my life. And so I've just sought that out for a lot of my life to to do the work that I want to do. And when it's no longer that, to move on and um, to do everything I can to make sure that the different aspects of my life are healthy. Sure. Uh, that my well-being is really there. And I mean that from a financial sense, from a relational sense, uh, definitely from a, um, you know, health and mental health sense. Uh, and, you know, make sure that the different aspects of my life work. Uh, right. It, it doesn't make sense, again, to just kind of like excessive pleasure or overly hedonic or something that is not very useful, uh, doesn't really uh, interest me. Uh, This said, there's a big, big range there between, you know, what that means. And it's so very personal, right? Like, like, you know, if you ask somebody, what is a pleasurable life to you? And I think that we've, in some ways, we've tried to make life too black and white. And I'm trying to bust the box there and say, well, no, it's more like a rainbow. Like there's an on and off switch to life. But I want a variator, right? Like with a light, I want to be able to say, no, I want this strong, I want this. I want to change the hue and the color and the, and so how can I live a life that gives me that choice, that opportunity? uh, And, you know, certainly when I came to France here, food was a big part of introducing me to the pleasures of the palate and the pleasures epicurean arts and culinary arts and i started cooking a lot also and making me hungry realized how, <laughs> yeah realized how how amazing cooking is yeah you now uh, it's an artistic creative moment of self-expression of of customization of creating beauty in a manual way through your senses. Yeah. I mean, cook probably cooking and sex are probably the two main areas yes. where we use really all of our senses. I and mean, if you really lean into all of them, yeah, you know, you really uh 
can get pleasure there. So I don't know, I guess I've, I've been someone who's always wanted to kind of lead with pleasure and not say like, you know, let's work until retirement and then pleasure. Like, no, life is now. Right. And, you know, I'm not going to deny myself, refuse myself, not give myself permission for. And then the other side, I'm not going to not build the life and work on what I need to work on to make it so that that's a viable, you know, lifestyle. Yeah. And to be able to to live that, but also to share that with others, because it's a lot about, you know, sharing it with others, not just about my own pleasure. I don't cook just so I can cook for myself, even though I do a lot. Yeah. Uh, so I just got very interested in, like, why has pleasure been given such a bad name um, of late? And why has it been like put into the corner of um, very much related to either sex or something overly hedonic or excessive or like, overly entertainment or leisure as if like, you know, you can't have some of that mix into your life. It's not your whole life though, right? Right, right. Um, and that it actually be healthy. I mean, I, I believe we are here to live a beautiful yeah. life that we love. I believe we're here to share that with other people, to bring people into our circle, into our homes and um, sharing the joy. There's a great French word that's called allégresse, which is joy shared with others. Okay. And so if I'm generating the joy, if I'm creating the pleasure and I can share that with other people, I feel like I'm doing something extremely purposeful in life. I'm allowing others to be able to find a way to let go and loosen up and release and actually um, savor uh, life more than potentially they're allowing themselves. And this is why I always go back to the senses because it's it's like a meditation, right? You come yeah. back and realize if we can just come back to the basics, yeah. like what does this water feel like on my tongue when I drink it? So more from like a meditative state where you are um, just really in the moment and enjoying like the water or the food and not just being so caught up in all the busyness around you. Yeah. And that's been a challenge for my life a lot. You know, this idea that you're, you get lost in thought or, you know, you're, uh, you know, I'm quite a empathic kind of person. Uh, and so I'm a, a bit sensitive in some ways. So sometimes if, you know, have an argument at work or something, maybe in my past days, and, you know, that kind of affects you going through your evening. Yeah. So I've done everything to try and build a life that allows me to kind of pattern shift out of that. Yeah. Right. Uh, as well as to create, you know, pleasure and take care of, you know, take care of my life. So I don't have a lot of those unpleasant sure. opportunities, but it's, you know, I think you hit it right on the, the dot, Dion. It's really like a, um, like, where are you putting your awareness? Right. And what are you giving value to? And are you able to let go of it so that when you're sitting in a romantic dinner or you're with your kids or you're doing something that takes some attention, it could be like working on your finances, your home finances, whatever it is that like, like you're really there yeah. And you're present and you're not being diluted, distracted, pulled away uh, in a way that's, you know, not so good. So I don't know, maybe I'm doing my taxes this year instead of like being in a in my office space, like I go out and I sit on the grass, you know, or something like to mix it up. So, you know, uh, you you actually start to bring in pleasure while you're doing purposeful things and eating and cooking is a great example of this, right? A lot of people think it's a task. It's boring. It's a waste of time. You know, they don't know how to do it. Um, there's no pleasure uh, except like in the, the final eating moment. Right. 
you know, and I, I think there's a lot more to learn there. That's like you said, again, it's like a meditation in life. You're having a yeah. sensorial check-in constantly throughout life. And you're trying to create these pleasurable moments. And why is it that when people meditate for 20 minutes in the morning, you know, that's like in put on a pedestal, but I ask you to, you know, be in the kitchen with me for 20 minutes to prepare dinner or 20 minutes to cook or 20 minutes to clean up. And it's like, you know, the worst thing ever, yeah. you know, like, well, wait a minute. It's like, how can we make this a pleasurable moment? Right. How can taking a cold shower be a Ugh, pleasurable moment? I hate cold showers. <laughs> hey guys, Deanna here with Label Free Podcast. Are you a six pack kind of guy or a dad bod kind of guy? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, you heard that right, 4.0. Trim from the leaders in male grooming. So the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code labelfree20. That's right, 20% off with free shipping with the code labelfree20. So head on over to their website, manscaped.com and pick up something for yourself, the man in your life, whomever that might wanna benefit from keeping everything nice and tight for the summer. You do, you do like dinners for people, right? And, and you go through that whole, like a, an experience with them, correct? Uh, I, I do dinners and I also do larger events. Okay. Um, so can you, yeah. let's talk about more like the dinners, a little bit more smaller. Uh-huh, sure. how, can you walk us through what that looks like when you do that? Is it just for friends or you do that with your clients to help them go through that whole sensorial experience? What, I mean, what does that look like? Well, let's keep a little mystery and secret there, but let me give you qualities of what I feel makes for a, you know, an exquisite sensorial um, dining experience, whether, you know, let's say it's at home because, um, you know, that's, that's, I think, a place where we can be the most creative and we're actually engaged because what happens when you go out to dinner all the time is, you never use your senses except like for actually the eating part, you're not involved in moving things. And I think, again, you're not giving your head the pattern break you can by using your senses. So anyway, I diverge. So, you know, when you're creating a uh, a dining experience or just a dinner, I mean, um, there's really the uh, the preparation phase, actually the, the cooking uh, phase, and then there's eating, and then let's say cleaning up kind of phase, right? So in the preparation phase, I mean, the question is, what is the love that you're bringing actually when you're thinking about the menu you want to serve somebody? Maybe you know what somebody loves to eat and you're going to make that dish for them. Um, You know, maybe someone has a dietary restriction you want to take care of. uh, And you also want to be shopping, at least in my sense, and we're very spoiled like this in France, you want to follow the seasons. So you got to know the seasons. Right. For each, you know, like strawberries in winter, I think you need to kind of ask questions about this, right? And I think this is kind of ecological and sending a message to the planet that you know the planet and trust the planet that it knows kind of when things should be, you know, grown right. and you don't have to buy stuff that comes all the way across the planet. I'm not perfect like that, but I do tend to follow the seasons. Sure. And so I get to eat foods that are at the peak of their. Um, ripeness during the best period and season of the year. And so already in my preparation, I'm, I'm preparing to eat healthily. Um, I'm trying to buy fresh foods, um, you know, I'm making as much as I can by myself. So things like mayonnaise or salad dressings, or I do my own vinegar. So I've sort of homemade stuff that I integrate there. So sure. when you're shopping, it's already to kind of start 
like planning out the menu. And I think another game to do there because people have a lot of challenge, I believe. So with is, this portion. What you teach, is this what you teach your, your clients? Well, I talked to talk through people about this process a bit. Okay. I've, okay. It's just one of the, the phases of it. Okay, um, gotcha, gotcha. And then when we actually sit down to, to well, there's the whole cooking part that you can actually uh, go through. But again, it's like, how do you bring pleasure into the moments of cooking? And that's by bringing your presence. So you're like this mindful attention comes to the present moment and you actually are there. Yeah. Um, I burned my hand pretty badly two months ago. Oh my goodness. I'm so and sorry. I heated up a pan with some coconut oil and ah. I went to, I went to go write some poetry in another room. Oh. You were okay, not so being I, very present. <laughs> I was not being very present. And so I, I the you know, fire alarm pan is in flames and oh. I go back and I do the wrong thing and I splash on my hand and get a second degree burn, you know, and it was the ultimate reminder, be present. Yes. And also when you're present, you don't overcook things or undercook things and you get better at noticing kind of feels, smells, tastes, right. like you get better, right? And you start, you get yeah. progress and progress is like a big part of what makes cooking in life a pleasurable, you know, pleasurable moment. So simplify as much as you can. I think is also like lessons in there. Streamline, you know, clean as you go. I like to say a lot of people don't like to do that, but I'm cleaning my kitchen as I go. Yeah. Um, so that at the end of the meal, like there's that. not to clean, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's just kind of, I think there's lots of life lessons that you're actually, you know, living like, like finish what you start and, yes. um, you know, to be, use your awareness and try and use all your senses to check in like what am I smelling what am I what does it look like you know and you start to get like a sixth sense of like cooking a steak to know you know is this raw medium you know and you start to really sensorially get way more connected to what you're preparing yeah. and I really believe this relates to the way that we relate to life then afterwards to people um, to our connections to our work if we can bring this same level of presence and awareness in there it helps a great deal and then afterwards of course it's sort of cleaning kind of preparation there but during the meal I think what's really key to me is you know you want to find a way to make surprises at your deal at your meals you know one way or another bring in a surprise it could be a friend that you invited is going to get up and sing at the end of the meal and nobody knows I like that um, or you're celebrating somebody and they didn't know you're celebrating them or you pull out a, a, a deck of questions um, that everyone needs to pick up one question during the, the evening and answer it. So you wanna like create the connection between people and loosen up people and connect people in different ways. So that's not just sort of the same sort of kind of evening necessarily. So to come up with surprises yeah. and create a little bit of mystery. Um, like people love these, these kinds of things. And again, artistic expression, I think is a beautiful thing during dinners. I personally, um, if I if I put on music during a dinner, it's good without words. Uh, I listen to a lot of jazz nice. uh, because I think we're already trying to connect and speak and relate. And if you're you know clogging with words, it just yeah. for me it doesn't feel very um, sensuous or fluid or basically a very personal kind of kind of preference there. So anyway, it's like you're creating an event and make it special and memorable and meaningful, and yeah. maybe you prepared a toast that you're gonna give, not just the usual, you know, hey, yeah. 
and you're going to talk about the food that you've cooked maybe in a more elaborate way. And you're going to ask people, you know, what they're enjoying. It's not just, this is really great, but you know, it's so nice when people go a little farther, not like, Oh, this is so good. Right. Give me three reasons why that's good. I love the texture, the calamari and the smokiness that um, is kind of caramelized because it's been a little bit crisp on the sides, right? Yeah. And so again, you're like reconnecting and what am I feeling? What am I sensing? And so it's, a, it's really a way to stay engaged with your body and what your body's receiving. And little by little, this awareness becomes more natural. Sure. And you start to raise your standards on what you eat and what you accept eating and what you serve to people and what you choose in restaurants and et cetera, et cetera. And so for me, it's very... a uh, a very sensuous virtual way that's really driven by pleasure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want just want to, I want all these moments to be like insanely pleasurable. I mean, why are we so strategic about work life? And then when it comes to personal life, you know, it's sometimes not so strategic. I'm not saying it needs to be only strategic, but strategic about making your dinners, for example, more pleasurable, yeah. um, more qualitative. Uh, that there's a little bit more like this, there's, this is an event, right? This is oh, a I special love, yeah, I live my life like that. So yeah, I, I, love it. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with experience pleasure in the little things, because when you can experience pleasure in those little things, just chopping your, your vegetables, you know, preparing mm-hmm. the, the main course, whatever it might be, you know, you've really tapped into a form of, of happiness for yourself that is so simple and primitive. I, I feel like in a way that it, it really, it really creates a sense of wholeness inside of you for me personally. So um, that. with that being said, we're starting to come to the end here, David, can you please plug all your links where people can find you, reach out to you, connect with you, all those good things. Uh, sure. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Instagram, I'm at, at, at the sensorial guy. Um, you can find my book on uh, Amazon. It's under David Charles Brower, Dance of Love, Caterpillars. There's a beautiful audio version with a narration also. Um, and uh, I have a new website also about pleasure coaching, which you can find on, on my different uh, social media. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, for the moment. Um, otherwise, I'm in Paris. Yeah. Uh, I move around a lot, but you can find me oftentimes uh, in this city of pleasure. Awesome. And I'll put all those links in the show notes, you guys. So go take a look, go follow David, reach out to him if you have any questions on what he's talking about. If you're having a hard time finding that pleasure zone in your life, which is so important to have to live a balanced life and being feeling pleasure, pleasure is part of that. Um, any last words of wisdom or advice, David, before we say goodbye? You know, life is going to serve up what it's going to serve up to each and all of us. And I, my greatest wish is that we can savor uh, the moments, whatever they are, in our own sort of way. And um, yeah, live a beautiful life because we're really here to live a beautiful life and share that with others. Amen to that. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today, David. Please let us know what you have going on, any future events, retreats. I see you do retreats as well. Anything you'd like to share with us in the future, just reach out and we'd be happy to have you back as a guest. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcasts. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow, all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.